0: starting a new series of financial prosperity teachings at this time when there are so many things happening in the world due to COVID, due to Corona crisis, all the economy going down and all the bad news and the news that you're listening in media, I have a great news for all of you. Amen. Financial prosperity is your inheritance. There is so much to teach on this subject. So I'll be doing this in a series. I have titled this series as Financial Prosperity. Why? Because when the Bible says prosperity, it means prosperity in all things. God desires you To prosper in all things. 3 John chapter 1 verse number 2. It says, Beloved, I pray, I wish that above all you prosper in all things. When the Bible says prosper in all things, that means God desires you to prosper spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, financially. So prospering in all things. So today I am talking to you on financial prosperity. Amen. Glory be to God. So why financial prosperity? We see so many Christians living in poverty. So many Christians not having sufficiency. Though the payment has been paid... Christ has already made them rich. Still, people are living in lack. This has to be completely dealt with. You must understand the truth and the reality behind financial prosperity. Everything first begins with renewing of your mind. That's why it says in 3 John, Beloved, I pray that you prosper In all things. How do you prosper in all things? The verse ends as your soul prospers. You cannot prosper beyond your soul prosperity. So your prosperity begins with your soul. That is renewal of your mind. Whenever a farmer goes to sow a seed, what he does, he first clears the ground. He pulls out the weeds, the unwanted trees, the grass. He cleans the ground and then he sows the seed. He waters it. He manures it. And then we see the growth and the harvest. And the Bible says, this is how the kingdom of God works. A sower sows the word, which is the seed, the word of God. Today as a farmer, I am sowing the seed, the word of God in your heart. So before sowing the seed, I want to pull out the weeds, pull out the unwanted trees, unwanted grass, clear the ground so that the fertilization, the manure is not divided and the seed gets All the nutrition and weeds are not taking away the nutrition. So let's pull out the weeds, the wrong doctrines, the false theology, false teachings that you have in regards to financial prosperity. So under financial prosperity, the title for today's topic is money mistaken, money mistaken. People have mistaken the idea of being prosperous because in the Bible, Jesus spoke these words in the book of Matthew, chapter number 19, verse number 24. Jesus said it is easy for a camel to go through the eye of a needle, but it is difficult for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. So this verse is very often misquoted and people think so it is difficult, it is not possible for a rich man to enter kingdom of heaven. So they think to be rich is to be away from the kingdom of God. That is not what the context says. But that verse is taken out of the context and many Christians, many believers pray that God don't give me more that I become proud and I don't remember you, neither don't give me less that I curse you. So people have this limited thinking and limited and wrong prayers. That's wrong, my dear friend. We should not have that thinking. God wants you to be prosperous. The context of the story is entirely different. When Jesus is saying the rich man cannot enter the kingdom of heaven, the context of that story was a young person comes to Jesus and he asks the Lord, What should I do? What good thing should I do to inherit the kingdom of God? He's asking, what should I do? What good thing I must do? In your personal study, you can read Matthew chapter 19 from verse 21 onwards. When he asks this question, Jesus sees that he is trying to depend on self-works. He is trying to depend on law. So Jesus gives him law, saying you must not murder, you must not steal, you must not have false testimony, you must be good and love your neighbors as thyself. This young man replies to Jesus, I have kept all of them. Now what I must do? The moment he says I have kept all of them, you and I know very well, He's a big liar. It's not possible. No one has ever kept all 613 laws except our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I have kept all of them. So he is trying to be self-righteous and proud. He's asking, what should I do? So he's saying that I have loved my neighbor as myself. How could he do that without the Holy Spirit? At that time, Holy Spirit had not yet come. So when he makes the statement, Jesus gives him another law. Jesus says, then go and sell all your riches, give to the poor and then come and follow me. This person says, I cannot do it and he does not follow Jesus. At that time, Jesus makes this statement that even a camel go through the eye of the needle, but a rich man cannot enter the kingdom of God. The meaning of the story is this young man had put his trust in his money. His trust was not in God. His trust was in his wealth. His trust was in his possession. His trust was in his inheritance. His trust was in his power. So his trust was somewhere else. That's where Jesus made this statement in Matthew six twenty one: Where your treasure is, there your heart will be where your treasure is. If money is your treasure, your heart is there. If God is your treasure, your heart is there. So this young man's treasure was money. His trust was in money. Let me give you one more story which Jesus said and let me explain it to you more detail and further. In Matthew chapter uh, 6, verse number 24, we see Jesus said, you cannot serve two masters. Either you will love one or despise the other. Either you will obey one or reject the other. You cannot serve money and mammon. So in this story, what Jesus is trying to explain is a person cannot have Two masters. He cannot serve money or he cannot serve the God Almighty. So, what is the meaning of this story? Here, when it says you cannot serve mammon, that means the spirit that works behind money. See, Jesus is not saying money is evil. The Bible never says money is evil. The Bible says the love of money is root of all evil in 1 Timothy chapter 6. It is the love of money which is the root of all evil. When a person loves money, he is greedy for money. He is willing to kill his conscience for money. He is willing to do anything to get that money. The love of money is the root of all evil. So here when, when Jesus is saying you cannot serve two masters. We are not supposed to love money. We are supposed to love God. So if someone loves money, that means he does not love God. You cannot be on the middle ground. Either it is black or white. There is nothing middle in between. So Jesus said it is not God unmammon. It is God our mammon. So here a person who loves money, the love of money, he does not love God. So the context in both the stories was love of money. The context in both the stories was trusting money more than God. When the Bible says this young man trusted money and he went away, he rejected the savior and he went away. You know why? Because his trust was in money more than God. You know why? People trust money more than God because most often money promises very similar things to as what God's word promises. Money promises, but it does not keep the promise. So money promises, it promises big house, it promises beautiful wife, it promises beautiful car, it promises To buy medicines, ventilation, hospitalization. But what money cannot promise, cannot buy is money can buy a house, but it cannot buy happiness. It can buy a wife, but it cannot buy a faithful wife. It can buy a Porsche, but it cannot buy protection. It can buy medicines, but it can never buy healing. Amen. So we must not trust money. We trust God. Amen. Because God is able to give us all things for our enjoyment to have all sufficiency. It's a beautiful, beautiful verse. I want all of you to read with me. It says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth which is so uncertain but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Amen. The Bible says God provides us all things for our enjoyment. Amen. When God blesses He adds no sorrow to it. Amen. So many a times people mistake and they think that they should not have more money. They think money makes them proud. Money makes them unholy. They think money makes them far from God. No, money does not do that. It is love of money. If you love money more than God, then it will make you far from God. It will make you to misuse Money. So here it says, "God blesses. God gives all things for our enjoyment." Many a times people think uh, we should not have money. We shall not live in big houses. We must. We should not have vehicles. They try. They think poverty. They live in poverty. But that's not what God wants you to live with. The Bible very clearly says, "Silver is mine. Gold is mine." God created silver, gold, it belongs to him and the purpose he created them was for his children. That is for you. You can wear all the gold, all the silver, live in big Houses have plenty of everything. We saw in the blessing of Abraham, I taught you in the blessing, Deuteronomy chapter 28, it very clearly says, I will love you, I will bless you, I will multiply you, I will multiply you in the fruit of your ground, in everything that you have, I will increase you, I will multiply you, I will prosper you. So people have mistaken this money and thinking that God is not prospering us. God is not giving us money. It is wrong idea. It is the devil who is holding your prosperity. God has done everything he can and God wants you to prosper above all things. So do not mistake money, understand this truth and embrace prosperity. Because if you do not embrace prosperity, if you are still under the impression that God wants you to be poor as Many Christians still they think God has made them poor so that they can be humble. So God has made them poor so that God wants you to teach something. It's a wrong doctrine. It's a wrong idea. God has not made you poor. God has made you rich. God wants you to have all things for your enjoyment. When God created Adam and Eve in Genesis 1:28, he gave them command to multiply, to increase. To subdue everything. That means God wants you to increase in everything that you possess. Increase in your livestock. Increase in your vehicles. Increase in your wealth. Increase in your riches. That's where the Bible says wealth and riches are in the house of righteous. There is much treasure in the house of righteous. And who is the righteous one? You are the righteous one. You must understand this. You cannot mistake this theory, cannot mistake this concept. When the Bible says, when Jesus said a rich man cannot enter the kingdom of heaven, he was talking about the love of money. He was not talking about a rich man. He was talking about a person who's trusting money. Why? As I told you, Money promises so many things similar to the word of God, but it does not fulfill, it cannot even come closer to what God gives. But then people out of their love of money, they have sold their conscience. People earn money, now people get things, they want to prosper. So for the sake of wealth and riches to accumulate in an evil way, now Ungodly men are becoming richer. Ungodly people are becoming richer. How? I want you to first read that verse in Psalms chapter number 73, verse number 12. Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world, they increase in riches. The Bible says, the ungodly prosper and they increase in riches. How do ungodly prosper? Ungodly prospers by earning money through corruption, through bribery, through drug dealing, through sales of liquor, through prostitution, through murder, through any all kinds of robbery, any kind of evil work, all wickedness. So such money, money gained through dishonest ways, disdained ways. Such money is like a person who earns such money is like the one who puts it in a bag of holes. That's what the Bible says in the book of Proverbs. So here when it says love of money, that means when a person loves money, he will try to get that Through all evil work, through all kinds of evil activities, such ungodly men, such ungodly activities is what Jesus is talking about. Such money, such worldly riches cannot make you to enter the kingdom of heaven. So when it says you cannot serve mammon, and God, it's talking about the spirit that is working behind money. Because when I looked up my Greek to see what it says in Matthew six twenty four, you cannot serve uh, money—that's mammon—on God. You cannot serve. I saw that in Greek, it means you cannot be slave. You cannot be in obedience. You cannot be subject to or submit to a person who is slave of money. That person is working for another kingdom. He's working for the spirit that works behind him. His love and his trust is in that spirit. And here Jesus is talking about that mammon, that worldly riches. It's not talking about true riches. So do not mistake money. The Bible is very clear. God wants you rich. Amen. God wants you rich. I want you to know this. I want you to understand this. Let this become deep revelation in your heart. When Jesus came to synagogue, the first sermon that Jesus preached, when he came to synagogue, when the scroll was handed over to him, and when he took the scroll, the moment Jesus opened the book, the scripture that Jesus read, was from Isaiah chapter 61. That is Luke chapter 4 verse number 18. That Jesus read. He said the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. To preach the good news. The gospel to the poor. To heal the broken hearted. And to set the captives free. If you see when Jesus Preached his first sermon. The Bible has put things in order. The order is first one to preach gospel to the poor. And the second to heal the broken hearted. The third to set the captives free. So in this context is what Jesus read and Jesus it is so very important to understand the way the Bible has put things in order. When Jesus said that I have come to preach the good news. See, understand those three lines. The three lines where it says, heal the broken hearted. That means healing has to do something with the brokenness, something with sickness. Pain. It is synonym to that. When it says to set the captives free, to set somebody free from captivity, to set the people free from bondage, it is synonym to set the prisoners free. A prisoner and freedom is synonym for a person to understand and relate. But when it says, I have come to preach the gospel to the poor, it is not in synonym to poverty because when it says preach to the poor, it is different. It is for a common man. It is supposed to be to give money to the poor, to give wealth to the poor. Jesus didn't say I have come to give wealth. He said I have come to heal the broken-hearted. He didn't say I have come to give wealth to the poor. He said I have come to preach the good news. Amen. Glory to God. How your prosperity begins, my dear friend? It begins by hearing the good news. So you are on the way to prosperity when you hear the good news. Stop hearing the bad news. Stop hearing the economic turmoil. Stop hearing the stock market crashing. Stop hearing all the businesses going down. Stop hearing that money value, rupee Value All the economy of the world is crushing. Crash, Stop listening to the bad news. That is world system. You are no longer in the world. You are in the kingdom of dear son. In the kingdom of the sun, you are always prosperous. Amen. Glory be to God.